Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Hey guys, I wanna invite you to check out shapeandfoster.com. If you are into personal development, you want to improve your finances, you wanna move your business forward, you wanna get healthy, become more mindful and more whole in your well-being in every aspect of life, check out shapeandfoster.com. It is an incredible app that brings together six experts in every realm of well-being, and it can help you take your life to the next level on every area and every aspect of your well-being so you can live the most rich life possible. Check it out. So Jillian Michaels is on the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. And first of all, it is such a huge honor for you to take the time to be here with me today. I'm so appreciative and so excited to have you here. So thank you. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So clearly everyone listening knows who you are. You've dominated the fitness industry for years. But what I'm really interested in exploring today is just the fascinating nature of you as a business person. Mm -hmm. Obviously, staying strong mentally and physically, I believe, gives you a huge competitive edge in building your empire, right? And we talk about this on the show all the time, like without your health there's no wealth. Right. But I would love, I would love to explore like, I mean, what is it? Eight New York times, bestselling books, millions and millions and millions of people downloading the app. You know, you're a business phenomenon. Talk a little bit about that journey. Gosh. Okay. It's a bit of a long journey. I'll try to make it as concise as I can. I think one of the most important things, right. With the evolution of any business that you begin, whether you're your own brand or you're starting a company that becomes its own brand, is to have authenticity, yes, integrity, honesty, right? And it's that's what passion is. Yeah. Passion, perseverance, and patience. So yes. for me, I fell into this line of work because ironically, you know, it was my own journey utilizing fitness as a means of empowerment in all facets of my life. I yeah. found it to be transcendent. Mind you, I started at about 13 when I was overweight and kind of started to figure it out. Okay. Okay. It was very wax on, wax off for me, like realizing how it had changed the DNA of my self-image, my self-worth, right? What I thought I was worthy of and capable of doing. So I'm inherently passionate about what I do. Now, to make a very long journey as short as possible, I, at around 24, made a huge mistake of thinking I needed a real job, right? And I got a desk job, never been more miserable, never (laughs) made that Yeah. A great lesson is that the more security in life that you seek, the less you're going to have. Whereas conversely, when you pursue your passion, that's really where I believe the universe kind of conspires on your behalf, oh right? Gosh. And you know, you've got everything right there. It's like Caesar Milan, a guy who really likes dogs. It's a, he's a huge brand. Or you know, Martha Stewart, a woman who started a catering company out of her basement because she left Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Coco Chanel, an orphaned seamstress who was passionate about fashion, right? It's like, okay. 
So I think we can often get caught up in thinking, well, if I love it, you know, that's not a career. That's not the responsible thing to do. And we get stuck in the shoulds. This is what I should do instead Mm -hmm. of what you really want to do. So I made that mistake. Yeah. And at 27, failed out of this desk job, ended up back in fitness working at a sports medicine facility because I had I had to pay the bills. Yeah. So I was doing, I was aiding a physical therapist, which was a different element of you know fitness training that I hadn't done before. And all of a sudden I was waking up, loving going to work, right? Looking forward to every day. And then I thought, okay, this is my calling. This is what I've always been great at. I've done it since I was 17 and it makes me happy. How do I build this into a real business instead of going hand to mouth for 50 bucks an hour? Yeah. And at that point, I began studying other brands and how they did it. And I realized very quickly I needed a platform. Yeah. And I didn't really think it was going to be me. I, I opened my own sports medicine facility. Okay. And I thought I was going to brand that and it was going to be like a curbs kind of place. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and I, I ended up becoming the brand indirectly when I, when I ended up on Biggest Loser. And so at that point I was like, all right, I now have the platform and I have, you know, the passion I've persevered. I've got the patience to see this through, but I don't really have the knowledge on brand building. Mm -hmm. And that's when I set out to build a team of individuals. So long, uh, again, to try to make this hugely long story short, I was able to bring a, my licensing partner on as a manager. And then he became the CEO of the company. And then wow. he became a business partner. And he's still my business partner over time. And we've accumulated, I hate to use that word, but quite honestly, like collected a group of amazing people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However you want to, you know, no. put together. Like, and, they, they, and they do a great job at running various aspects of my business. And, you know, I'm the product and they are great at what they do. And together, I think we've all successfully built a strong brand and strong business. Yeah. Yeah. And that has spanned the globe and turned into an empire. And what I think is really interesting about you, Jillian, and and first of all, I really appreciate that you brought it back to team because I always talk about the fact that in entrepreneur land, everyone's taught that you're going to go out and you're going to build this empire like by yourself and <laughs> everything like you can do so no on your own right it's crazy no so shot I'm so happy that you brought it back to that I also love that you have been working with your business partner over the years and that that partnership has lasted I think that's incredible but when you talk about this whole journey how did you biggest loser like how did that come into this conversation because you said that was a big stepping stone for building the platform right you know, I didn't intend for that platform to be reality TV because at the time, I mean, reality TV was a purely negative medium. Yes. You had shows yeah. like Swan, if anybody remembers it. And it was just about like constantly humiliating and degrading people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, in that desk job that I'd had that I kind of briefly touched upon, I ended up working as a talent agent for motion picture packaging. So I met a lot of other agents and they ended up becoming clients of mine when it came to fitness, right? So I had all of these agents at my gym and one of them had heard about Biggest Loser because I was thinking to myself, well, the tabloids, right? This is Mm -hmm. where these celebrity trainers exist, whether it's Gunnar Peterson or Harley Pasternak. 
And, you know, they're always getting mentioned for training the biggest A-list celebrity. Mind you, this is, my God, like 15 years ago. So it's such a different world. There was no social media, no podcasting. You know, the point of entry was this big. So I was like, all right, I started to kind of build my celebrity clientele. I was trying to get my name out there. And it's like, oh, Jillian Michaels, who owns the Sky Sport facility. And I, I thought I'd build this facility. And then I had this whole vision of it, which is kind of like, you got to have a vision, right? Someone said this to me the other day. She's like, I put my ultimate goals in concrete and my game plan in sand. Yeah, totally agree. It's like, whatever you think it's going to be, it never ends up looking exactly like that, but it's getting to where you're trying to go. Yes. It's like putting that action and that intention into the world and then being a little bit flexible when life changes, because it does. There are things that are out of our control. So this agent came in and he was like, you know, there's this show on NBC and it's called The Biggest Loser. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, are you getting me right I now? I was like, oh my God, no. I, like, I'm trying to get like Julia Roberts as a client and, you know, get her body on the cover of Us Weekly. Like, I'm not, no Biggest Loser, no making fun of people who are overweight. No, thank you. Right. And his name's Jason Pinion. He's still a branding and licensing agent. He's a fantastic guy. And he convinced me to go. He's like, just go. It's a huge platform. It's NBC. And at the time they were saying, we want to make these trainers like the Dr. Phil's of fitness, kind of like the go-to. And he's like, you'd be a fool not to go. What do you have to lose? So I ended up going. And I think because it's so, it's so ridiculous in life. It's like, you know, you want something, but you hold on too tight to it. Uh-huh. So I, I, I didn't really mm-hmm. care. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, this is who I am, this is what I do. But I wasn't attached to it. I, I think there was something about that that made them like, oh, that's the girl. Who knows? Yeah. So I ended up getting the job and I was really hesitant about it and rightfully so. Yeah. So I ended up getting the job and then, you know, I have to give credit to myself and Bob Harper, who was the other trainer on the show. And I remember Bob looked at me and he goes, Jill, because I, you know, he's older than me. He was 10 years older than me. And he's just a way more chill guy. He doesn't really, he's like, whatever, it's fine. It's all good. And I'm the exact opposite of that, right? There were like temptations all over the place. And I was flipping them over and throwing them out and fighting with the producers. And he looks at me and he goes, we can just make this whatever we want to make it if we do our job right. And I was you know, I was thinking like, that's not possible. Like, you know, they're trying to humiliate these people. Well, we did. We ended up, you know, taking a hundred pounds off of somebody in eight weeks. And it was the first time anything like that had ever been done. And all of a sudden the producers were like, wait a minute, maybe we have like something here that we didn't something think here that wasn't, they hadn't even imagined. Yes. 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 I so we transformed it, you know, and I, I do have to give Bob the credit for that. I was like 29 years old and full of piss and vinegar and Mm-hmm. Didn't have the vision or the temperament, you know, the way that I do now at 46, obviously. And we ended up making it into something different. Now, look, it still had a host of downsides that caused me to leave the show. And it's like that Latin quote, right? That which nourishes me also destroys me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was able to to gain that platform and put myself out there as best as I could in spite of, you know, some of yes. some of reality TV editing. But and I, I used it to build what I have now. And then there came a time where I had to definitively part from the show yeah. and own the parts of that show that weren't good. But like everything, right? There's a, there's good and bad. And if it's good enough, you stay. And when that bad outweighs the good, it's time yeah. to go. 
Yeah, absolutely. And for you, though, it served the purpose of allowing you to create that platform for the world so you can do the work that you're doing today. So it's like whatever it was or whatever it wasn't, it was that next step. Yes, 100%. And I can't negate that. I would likely, I mean, I would love to think that I would have found another way, but, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, who knows. Because of that, I'm talking to you right now. And so for that, I am grateful. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So now, I mean, you've been on the cover of every magazine. You've had your TV show. You've done your eight, you know, New York Times bestselling books. You have an empire. You have the app that is going global. We're going to talk about that. But you're still so young. You're only You're so young. So I don't feel young. I literally. Where does the vision go from here? Like you're, you know, like. You know, what, what do you, what do you, I mean, obviously the app is huge, right? But like bigger than the app, you know, the, the app, here's, what's interesting about app technology is that they're not really what we perceive them to be. And what I mean by that is like, you think, Oh, it's like a little button. I click on my phone, but not really. Apps are the new networks. Yeah. Apps are the new publishing houses. Apps are the new streaming platform. Like, they live on and, every- and community. I feel like that's where communities are now forming yes. because people that are connected by a central theme yes. that want something specific. And, and I know you're really bringing in like all of health and wellness. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the app is all about? Well, the goal behind the app, because for years I always had this vision of a platform, a, you know, that was a Jillian platform. And I could bring on my own, you know, Rachel Ray's or Dr. Oz's or Dr. Phil's. And we do have podcasting for that. And that's tremendous. But, you know, back in the day when you look at someone like Oprah, right, because I studied all of these different women and how they built their brands. And Oprah is a phenomenon. You can't you can't argue with that. However, you couldn't even replicate that model if you tried because there were four television shows on. That was it. Now, every single show that was ever created is at your fingertips at any given moment on top of every social media channel, every blogger, every blogger, every podcast, every bit of content and information that has ever existed. So you're literally going from four options to hundreds of millions, right? So you're thinking to yourself, okay, that model doesn't work anymore. And daytime TV is no longer a thing. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's a dinosaur, like newspapers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that whole medium, right? You're, you're like, all right, now you've got to aggregate audiences across social media platforms, across podcasting, across yes. traditional media hits. Yes. Across, I mean, it, it's like now I've got to be omnipresent yes. instead of just one hub. And when you look at, all right, where can it all feed out of? Yeah. It can all feed out of an app. Your podcast can stream from there. Your blog can stream from there. Your community can exist mm-hmm. on there. You all of the all of your content, all of your books, all of your articles, all of your recipes, and it grows dynamically in real time. Yes. So it allows me to update anything, add a recipe, change a program, create a new DVD. Like it's not even a DVD, oh, right? What would take yeah. me months to create and get into Walmart, I can deliver to somebody in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's great for my brand personally. The vision that I have for the app, and we're calling it, it was the Jillian Michaels Fitness app. And now it's rebranded in 21 as the fitness app to bring on new talent. 
which has always been so important to me and something that I have struggled to do because every platform is now so impermanent, you know? No, a hundred percent. That's, that's it. Yeah. And that's the question that I had for you coming on the show today. And I I really want to dig into this because I feel like there's so many brands that come and go with the changes in platform, the changes in technology. And I mean, the whole world has changed in a minute and it hasn't changed at all. You, I think, have really done a great job of, although you say, you're like, oh, you have to be omnipresent, but you have created omnipresence and you yeah. have been able to navigate all of those platform changes really well while expanding. Can you talk a little bit about your methodology behind the scenes with like, how do you, the visionary for your team in terms of that yeah. strategy, like, what does that look like for you? I'm not going to lie. There are things I wish that we did better. And this has always been a struggle for me in that I'm great at the deep dive, right? You give me one thing, I prefer it. I want my one thing and I want to nail it and be amazing at it. After kids, your grip or dream for perfection. Yes. (laughs) Loosens. But you know, you're like, okay, this is not actually possible. But Now that it has to be a podcast and a blog and a YouTube channel and a TikTok and an Instagram and a Facebook, and you got to write a book and you got to show up on all these things. It's tough because you can have good numbers, but to make something great, it takes a singular focus. Mm -hmm. And that's just not an option for my brand. You know, you look at someone like Joe Rogan, right? He's like the hundred million dollar guy. But Joe Rogan is singularly focused yeah. on the Joe Rogan experience. And, yeah. and then, of course, he has got his sports commentating. But that works for his brand. Yeah. You know, for me, it doesn't. So, you know, we try to look at different platforms, whether it's YouTube or whether it's podcasting. Because YouTube is the third largest search engine in the world. You have just yeah. this year. I was like, oh, my God. It, like within the last year. My team was like, you've got to add it, Jill. You've got to do it. You must do it. And it's yes, for me. Like, not one more thing. Oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding? Like, I, I could go on GMA and reach. And they're like, yeah, but that's one segmented audience, which, you know, used to be 15 million and is now a couple million. Whereas you know, it's so what we try to do is we say, okay, these are the social media platforms. This is the app. And this is the podcast. All of them can live off of this one hub. And whether it's a blog or a vlog or a podcast, how do we differentiate the content and then subsequently push it out to drive it back to our hub? Mm-hmm. So I do different things on each platform and it's good enough. Is it as perfect as I want it to be? Of course not. Right? We feel about everything. When, when you're doing these 100 things, yeah, you have to... It's tough. And then you have to give up some of that control because arguably I could turn around and hire someone to write blogs for me. But the issue is I'm very, that's the one thing about my brand is that I have a very specific approach to what I do, very specific belief system. And I'm very consistent with my messaging on fitness or nutrition or health and wellness. And I can't, I, no one can create content for me. Yeah. So that part I do unfortunately micromanage not to the extent that it makes me take a hands-off approach elsewhere sure but it's difficult to scale that Mm -hmm. aspect of our business so while we do have a variety of touch points and it works you know i i just i admit that it's like well shouldn't i have five million followers on instagram but it's like 
I don't have time to sit there and answer every comment, which is yeah. what that would require. Yes. And yeah. I can't let someone answer for me because I don't like their answer. Yes. Yes. You have to choose. Yeah. It's always making those, those decisions for sure. Yeah. For sure. So it's, it's good enough, but of course I wish it was perfect. And you know, we do try to maximize all of the different tools available to us so that, you know, instead of taking, instead of having 5 million on Instagram, we'll have a million here, a million here, a million here, a million here, a million mm-hmm. here. But then if one platform collapses, at least we're diversified. No, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the same thing we do as well. It's because all of these things are so temporary. They're all so temporary. Yes. It's and, like, and we oh, drive back home tomorrow and it's like Facebook is yep. over. We're starting jabber right and we're like what's traveling is shut off you're no longer cool here this tiktok is now the thing and you're just like wait a minute what i I mean so another tool if if i could advise anyone is find a way to get them from these platforms to your platform so you can collect their email and communicate with your customer directly yeah so you know it's driving back to like the blog the blog the you know where we can say hey do you want to be on the newsletter Yep. And we can offer people special deals and special special programs and special access to incentivize them. But this way, you can have that direct connection that is not always hinging on yep. by, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, super smart and so, so important, especially just with the speed and the volatility of, of everything that's crazy. going on. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Well, that's really exciting. So you guys inside the app, you're bringing together fitness, meditation, health, diet, nutrition, right? What else? When we looked at at the landscape, right? People had like one app for meditation and one app for tracking and one app for food and one app for fitness, but then it might be one app for running and then one app for yoga. And I was like, this is insane. This has become like a cable network. Like literally, you know, nobody can handle all these different subscriptions. So I looked at it and I was like, you know, we can do all of this just as good, if not better. We had our team of registered dietitians put together eight different meal plans and the tech on the app makes it all customizable. So for example, you can show up and say, all right, I want the vegan plan or the omnivore plan, or I need the quick and easy plan or the prenatal plan. But you can say, I hate peanuts and you can ban them from any and every recipe, or you can swap recipes from any plan, or you can say I'm cooking for 10 or I'm cooking for one. I want to gain weight. I want to lose weight. So it will automatically adjust each and every recipe to your needs, your goals, your likes, your dislikes. So the nutrition component is all there. Then the fitness component is me at the moment. And we have literally my entire DVD library, but also an infinite amount of workouts because there are programs I've already created from yoga to kickboxing to outdoor running to you name it. But now we're adding new trainers in the coming year so that we've got prenatal specialists and we've got yoga specialists and we'll have meditation specialists. So we've got meditations and mindfulness as well as audio workouts on there as well. Because the question is, how do you give somebody all their needs on one seamless platform, right? So, okay, we want meditations, mindfulness, and better sleep. We want to eat clean. We want to be able to track our metrics if we choose to. We want a variety of different workouts. We want indoor, at home, in the gym. Sometimes we want to listen. Sometimes we want it on the TV. Sometimes we want it custom. So really, it's about creating a customized premium experience that's accessible and affordable. And while I love the, the Pelotons of the world, not everybody has thousands of dollars to buy a bike or 
a TV screen called, you know, Tonal or the Mirror that costs thousands of bucks and goes on the wall. Like, it's awesome. It's a huge business. Mm -hmm. But there are hundreds of millions of people that don't have that kind of money. Yeah. So, you know, for like $9, if you can give somebody a month, you can give somebody all of that. Yeah. That's our goal as a value proposition. I love it. I love it. Simplify your life. Everybody, everybody needs a little bit of simplifying, right? (laughs) Right about Yeah, I think, well, and there's a lot of value also, I think in, yes, there is this huge trend with like the mirror and Peloton and all that, but people also are doing a lot more local nomadic travel and movement and they're looking for a way to be able to integrate fitness into their lifestyle, wherever they are, whatever they're doing. And the thing that's with them all the time is this, right? So it's like, it's very smart strategically, I feel like for the long term, it's like not necessarily hitting the trend of like, this moment, it's banning (sighs) our trend of the moment, but it's where it's going. It's where it's going. You also live, what's interesting about this is that you do become omnipresent with an app. So for example, we just did a deal with Samsung, where the app is automatically installed on every new TV for 2020 and 2021, right? So you buy a Samsung TV and you go into apps and we're already installed and we give away a host of free content for the individual so they can get familiar or they can do a free trial. But now we're on your TV. Oh, wait a second. You don't have a Samsung TV, but you you have an Apple TV. You can get to us through your Apple TV. Hold on. You don't want to do it on your TV. You want it on your phone. Great. It's there. Your tablet, done. Your watch, ready for you. So that we can exist wherever you are in whatever form you need. Yeah. And that's where you can't get it from a TV show. You can't get it from a book. You can't get it from a blog or a blog or an article or a, and that is the benefit of apps. Super smart. Super smart. I love it. I love it. Well, super exciting. And I actually love how you're rebranding it as the fitness, like the fitness app. fitness app, because yeah. it's basically like you're saying, we're the one and only, right? That, I mean, it's a kind of amazing. It wasn't taken. It was like, how is this thing? And it, it, but we got it. It's like a, a replica right. or a duplicate. Like this is the fitness app. Yeah. It's really, really smart. Really cool. We were able to grab it and hold the copyright to the name. And so we're, we're starting out with by Jillian Michaels. Yeah. So it was Jillian Michaels fitness app. Then it's the fitness app by Jillian Michaels. And then God willing over time, we can drop by Jillian Michaels. Yeah. And I would still be the tip of the spear, right. In your yeah. guide on the app, but introducing you to the chef, yes. this meditation specialist, this great prenatal trainer, this great yeah. yogi expert, whatever it might be, it can all live now. Yeah on this platform and it's accessible to anybody with any device. That's the the goal, hopefully. Super smart. I love it. I love, I love hearing just how your mind works in terms of the strategy and just the thought process around it. I think it's, it's super smart visionary. So for you, let's talk about fitness for a second. So when you think about, and when you look at your own protocol, like for yourself, how much time are you separating out where you're like, this is my private fitness time for myself versus what you're doing when you're like teaching, you're instructing, you're recording, you're creating content, you're training someone else. Mm-hmm. You separate those two things or are they now merged together? They're separated for sure. And I try to get like four 30 minute workouts in a week. Yeah. And that's really all I need. As long as I am maintaining like a clean, healthy 
yeah. calorie controlled diet because at the end of the day, it is calories in, calories out. It's the yeah. law of thermodynamics, right? Yeah. You, you take in energy from food. If you're taking in more energy than you're putting out, you'll simply store that energy as fat. But then what fat does in the body as it accumulates over time is a completely different animal, right? Yeah. You know, it gets, it goes into our organs and it wrecks havoc. So that's a different conversation. But if you're not overeating and you're using common sense with your food choices, four 30 minute workouts a week is way more than enough for me to maintain my level of fitness. And I do, you know, sometimes it's three when I'm really, really busy and I might only get three in that week, but I don't find it that hard to squeeze it in because I can do it at home, yeah. you know, and I do schedule it out though. That, that time matters. Your time. It, yeah, it's, sure. yeah. It, it does. It completely changes your whole day when you have that time to yourself. Like with everything else going on, just having like those 30 minutes is so. Yeah. yeah. It, it keeps me, it keeps me a little more sane. Sure. Yeah, I like sometimes my kids are like, do you need to go jump rope? I think you should. I'm like, yeah, shut I love, up. I yeah, like, you need to go work out, mom. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> so for you, I'll, I'll give two final questions. Just no, for no. You listening. One what do you find is the highest ROI activity that you have today? You're still, even though you're at the level that you're at, you still have higher aspirations. What is the number one thing that you feel like from the standpoint of building your global brand is the highest ROI activity that you do? God, for me personally, the Jillian Michaels brand, it would be the app for Mm -hmm. our business we have utilized what my business partner will call the halo effect of our brand to strategically invest in other companies. So we look for better for you versions of things people love, whether it's coffee and then it's organic nitro cold brew in glass gourmet. And we're like, well, this one, yes, this is, this is the coffee brand or whether it's snacking like crave jerky or, Aqua hydrate, alkaline yeah. water, right? Which yeah. um which I'm invested in with Sean Combs and Mark Wahlberg. And that is a bit like roulette. You know, you're placing yeah. chips around the board, but it's a minimal investment of my time right. for the right. return. So if one hits, right, you've made millions of dollars. And that can take me, I can, in one of those deals selling or closing, it can be what I've made in the app in three years. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still very smart about what we invest in and you know, we lose a lot. Some of them don't work out, right? You're waiting for some to cash out like thrive markets. And I invested in that 10 years ago and you know, their goal is now to take it public. Who knows if it'll hit or not, might not, but a lot of them do. Yeah. And when they do, it works. So using, I want to say platform, but it's not using our reputation and our credibility to elevate the awareness, brand awareness of a different company has been for the amount of work I put in and the amount of money and the amount of time has been the greatest return on investment. Yeah. Super smart. I love it. I love it. And last question. Yeah. The thing you're enjoying the most, what are you just having fun? Like, what are you just enjoying? Like with with the journey, with what's going on, with all the things you're doing, what are you just like having fun and enjoying doing? I love that we have been forced outside more. And I I know that this hasn't been, this isn't as accessible for people in in various parts of the world, 
But living in California, it has gotten us out on the ocean more yeah. than than I ever was. You know, paddle boarding or horseback riding more, or taking the the kids on these outdoor adventures. Where like I took them snowboarding and yeah. snowmobiling, and you know, beforehand maybe maybe we would have done it, maybe we wouldn't have done it. You know, yeah. maybe we would have gone to a movie, maybe we would have painted pottery, a coloring mine, or something. But it's definitely made us get outside the box of different outdoor adventures and both the kids are embracing different things. You know, my son loves fishing. So he's always outside fishing. And I mean, so I'm loving that it it has gotten us back into nature and more active with activities as opposed to exercise. Love that. Awesome. Awesome. So, so cool. It is such an honor to have you on the show. You are a force. Love the work you're doing in the world. Such a role model for women and really all entrepreneurs to see what is possible and just do the work to get out there and do it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And guys, go get the app. Go download the <laughs> app. We got to get started. We got to get our health in check so we can draw our wealth. Right, Jillian? Uh, try it for free for seven days. Try if you don't free, like it, cancel awesome. it. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. All right. Take care. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. You guys, so I'm so excited to share that we recently did a complete overhaul on our YouTube channel and have been putting out videos literally every single day. Now, I know as listeners of the podcast, you guys come to me constantly and say, we wish the show was live every day. We want more of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. Well, this is your opportunity to get that dose of mindset, strategy, and ambition infused into your day. Head on over to YouTube, subscribe to the Kelly Roach channel, and I I promise you won't be disappointed.